0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your
1: podcasts from. The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results through the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool pages to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details.
0: Shoot! Stars! The burger!
1: Alright, uh, so welcome to episode 39 of the Rigrats podcast. This is a very special episode because I've done a lot of podcasts, but I've never done a podcast with my host, or co-host, actually in the room with me. So this is very special because I have made the very uh, special trip to Champa Bay, as they would call it, and all the billboards greeted me on the way into town. Welcome to the city. Uh, Kyle, welcome. I'm in your home now, yep. so... How are we doing today? Welcome to the house. Hope it's a hope it's a warm, inviting place for you. You know, I've spent many a night here, so I, I have good memories here. You may have noticed, folks, we have dropped down to one episode a week. We are going to be staying with one episode a week probably until the playoffs end, and then we are going to be taking a little bit of a summer break, and then we'll see what happens when uh, the next season rolls around. But... For the moment, there's not much Oilers news to talk about. Kyle, obviously, Oilers are eliminated heading into the summer, and to be honest, I'm kind of putting them out of my mind just just a little bit. I you know after the four game sweep, I just I gotta unwind, and I think some of the other fans uh, of the team we'll be talking about later feel the same way. But we do have to mention a little bit of Oilers news: Bakersfield Condors, Pacific Division champions. After beating the Golden Knights, um, Henderson Silver Knights, S- Silver Knights in uh, their final game of the season, uh, Stuart Skinner was really strong in net, as well as Cooper Marody and Tyler Benson were both AHL All Stars and were really really good. So, um, Condors finishing strong. That's a, a big shout out to Jay Woodcroft down there.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good to see uh, your AHL team, you know, show up big, and because those are those are your guys that. Uh will be coming up eventually. You know, those are guys that are hoping to make the show. And it's good to see your prospects and, you know, the guys in your organization doing well so that you could possibly bring them up and to participate in the big leagues. And so we have seen Jay Woodcroft in
1: the NHL before, but I think especially after this the playoff loss, I saw a little bit more people that were talking about maybe Wood, Woodcroft should be looking at an NHL job. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't surprise me. You know, there's a lot of guys that come from the AHL and do great things in the NHL, namely John Cooper. Yeah, He, he did that. He brought all of his guys with him, and those guys ended up being names like Kucherov and Point and Kucherov, you know, that, that $12 million dude or whatever. They were just sitting yeah. on IR. Whatever his name is, that guy, you know. But, I mean, coaching is one of those things where if, if you can get the group to rally behind you and really uh, follow your scheme and you know everybody meshes well, you can do well at any league, you know, at any level. I think it would definitely suit him if he can find a job somewhere.
1: So, I mean, that that's really only the Oilers stuff we got going on. I, I think it's cool to see the Oilers, you know, continue to, as we saw in some of the exit meet meetings, um, a culture of winning. And that, that starts in your AHL. Your prospects get that. I think we see that in, like, Yamamoto and McLeod and some of those guys coming up, right? They get that culture of winning down there. They come up here. They play with McDavid. We have that culture and drive for also winning. So... I think that permeates throughout the entire organization. It's also nice to see some form of the Oilers
0: winning in the playoffs. It's kind of cool. It's tough to see the guys that pay, get paid the big money don't do it, but hey, you know, there's always next year, and we'll come back fighting hard. Yeah, we'll see
1: if some of those guys uh, break into the, the roster next year, because uh, we could use some depth scoring, I'll say that. Certainly. But with that being said, we'll move on to the actual Yoffs, the things that really everyone is focusing on right now, and... To be honest, I I think this is probably the biggest story is you called it Toronto Maple Leafs
0: nuclear meltdown up three games to one and they can't do it. I wanted bad for them to not, you know, really mess up there. But ah, it is just such a Maple Leafs thing to do. That fan base is just heartbroken every year. When it, when it came to it and they were up 3-1, I was like, oh, all right, they're just going to do it. No, no, no. Break the whole city. Do it again. Uh, I was watching
1: some of the Steve Dangle stuff afterwards. He looked like his head was going to explode. I felt, to be honest, I felt bad for him. But, I mean, it is just the least things to do. And we were talking about it as we were at lunch this afternoon. I thought that, you know, to be honest, the Leafs made... Um, a lot of solid moves. I mean, some of their contracts are definitely pretty big, and you know, a lot of criticism's been put on Mitch Marner and stuff like that. But I thought they had solid talent. They had grit. They had veteran skill. They had good goaltending. I I'm just as surprised, and I don't know what's more of a surprise: the Oilers getting swept in that first round, or the Leafs choking that three-one lead because it was the one and two seeds are left reeling after
0: one round. Right. I mean, it happened in the. The Islanders Bruins series. That's yeah. another three and four. The one and two seats just got bumped after the first round. So definitely something that happens in playoffs. That's why uh, it's formatted the way it is. So that's a tough, tough loss for the city of Toronto. Just oof is all you can say to that. Just yeah, oof.
1: It's, a, it's a tough one for sure. But we won't dwell on that because we are on to the second round. And game one of round two between the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens will be taking place tonight. So, I mean, I don't think really many people expected this matchup. I know Chris is definitely enjoying this matchup. I mean, he gets to laugh at the Leafs and his Jets have moved on. So, what do you t- think about the, the 3-4 matchup here? Two of the best goaltenders in the world, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that'll definitely be probably a pretty low-scoring series. You know, both teams have their few pretty good offensive guys, but, you know, you got two shut-down brick walls And Carey Price, Connor Hellebuck, I mean, I don't know that there's much that gets past those guys in this series, at least. Especially both of them, both teams have a pretty good defensive core as well. I mean, it's going to be tough for those uh, offensive guys to perform well, but I'm excited to see what crazy stuff they come up with to get in there. I think it's going to be a pretty gritty, dirty series. you got to think,
1: like, there's some grind on both those teams, and I definitely think we saw, like, Corey Perry and those guys doing what they do best in the Montreal-Toronto series there, and so I think this is going to be a a gritty, heavy-hitting series as well. We're going to do one more series here before we take a quick water break. We're going to talk about the Vegas-Colorado series, which... Already, one game in has its fair share of drama. We got the Ryan Reeves, just whatever he did to (laughs) Ryan Graves there in front of the net. Two-game suspension for Reeves, and then on top of that, the Avalanche blow the doors off of uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 1, beating them 7-1. So where do you want to start with this one? Because there's already a lot to talk about.
0: So the Reeves thing is just it kind of the whole deal kind of confused me Like i don't really understand what the motive behind that was like i mean obviously it's Ryan reeves his job is to be mean to people and i get that and it, well, it was in front of Leonard, i think right no it was
1: in front of grubauer because oh, okay. that's how it, it was, started right. because he nudges grubauer okay and graves hits him and then he turns around and like KOs him to the ice and then right, it just smashes went, yeah. it. yeah and they just wouldn't let up very to be honest pretty similar style like he turned around grabbed him smashed him into the ice and then hit him while he was down basically
0: but he only gets the two games is that the playoffs talking i guess i mean think about it wilson didn't get anything so yeah i guess that's but yeah i think i think that is just kind of like he bumped grubauer but even after that he's gonna put up a big a big show for everybody and say hey listen i'm still the big guy on campus I don't care. You can try to you can try to get with me all you want, but I'm still gonna whoop your ass. I guess that's that's the motive behind that. I guess that's what he's got to do, and I think he kind of let it go because he wasn't the guy that I guess instigated that particular Russell tussle. Either,
1: either way you put it, though. He basically hammers put his he guy, he, yeah. he hammers the guy, gets suspended, and in that game, he puts his team down for like nine minutes straight. Oh, yeah. And it's the Colorado power play, which I don't know if you've seen it recently, is the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen. They are whipping it around like nobody's business. They blow him out 7-1. Nathan McKinnon has looked incredible. The two goals he scored in that game were just snipes. Oh. Kale McCarr is disgusting. I know Vegas is probably gonna fight back here. Do you go with Leonard game two? Like what, what have you thought here? No, you gotta
0: go with Flurry. I mean Flurry just got nominated for the Vesno. He was hot in that first series too. Leonard's a good goalie, don't get me wrong, but stick with the hot hand and I think Flurry's it. Do you think they did that in Game One just to let Flurry rest a bit, just so they can ride in the rest of the series and hope that one game doesn't bite them? Yeah, I mean it's definitely a possibility. It's an interesting strategy there. I think you definitely got to go with Flurry on that this next game. I mean you just got to hope you can shut those guys down. I mean like McKinnon's the one where he just walked and then just chipped at high side, uh, high. Oh my gosh. That's, a, that's disgusting. Yeah. Who who stops that? Who stops that?
1: One of the best in the world. He uh, he can take over games for sure. Uh, he's been he's been fun to watch. And I suggest for the people that if it's the late game, stay up and watch it because he's he's worth the watch. I'd say him McDavid yeah. like those are the guys you stay up to watch. He's been really fun to watch. So I think Vegas has its work cut out for him trying to shut him down, but I expect him to punch back here. Colorado with the one one up in the series. They play again tonight, uh, I guess yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> when, when, th- when this comes out, that's what it'll be. But we're going to take a break and then we'll be back. We'll talk about the last two series here in the playoffs and then we'll, we'll uh, wrap up and see you guys next week.
0: <laughs> and then I, I looked down at my favorite
1: hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys No, it does not. I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Alright, we are back, we have peed, we've refilled our drinks, and we are going to talk about the last two series here. Uh, this one is going to be close to home. I saw all the billboards and banners on the way in, like I mentioned, the Go Bolts, the Welcome to Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning are currently up 2-0 in their second round series versus the Carolina Hurricanes. They have won both Game 1 and Game 2 by a score of 2-1 to each. You were talking to me this afternoon about how the score is a little not indicative. You say it sounds like it's closer. They've been really tight games, but you're you're, you're telling me Tampa's been dominant,
0: huh? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the first game was definitely a, a tight game the whole way. That, for sure, was, was really tight. But this last game, they didn't have very many shots on goal, but the possession time was crazy. I mean, they would get low it was like playing on rookie mode on Chell when you're just cycling the puck and cycling the puck and cycling the puck, but you can't get, they couldn't get inside to get any shots off. And there was a lot of block shots. So I'll give uh, Carolina some credit on that. There was a ton of block shots. They were getting in front of pucks, getting sticks in lanes. But as far as possession goes, I mean, they just wouldn't give the puck up in the corners. And then obviously, uh, Caroline at the end puts puts a goal in with a minute and a half left gives himself a fighting chance and they fought pretty good there was a minute and a half of zone time for sure uh, once they pulled the goalie overall though there's a lot of skill in this series it's not really a, a huge hitting series you know there's not a, a ton of really big guys on both teams uh, Patty, I think that Danny
1: maroon the big rigs not flattening people
0: uh, no he, yes I he scored yep he's not killing people as much as you'd think he is he is really more of a. I'm going to push you off the puck, and then in here, I'm going to give this to some guy who can score. Hey, man! I remember. I mean, Oilers fans can
1: remember Patty Maroon. I mean, I think all Oilers fans still really like Patty Maroon, um, and we, we liked what he brought. and We were happy to see him win two cups now, two-time Stanley Cup winning. Patty Maroon potential to be three-time.
0: He's the big rig. He's back-to-back. Back. That's my that's my all-time favorite quote. He was at the. Um, the, like the party thing last year um, not the boat parade but like the whole party thing afterwards he's shirtless with a fedora and a scarf yeah, yeah. absolutely pissed drunk I remember he the goes picture. I remember the picture. I'm a big ring I'm back to back and then he, <laughs> then he walks away <laughs> that's legendary the best, that's legendary. the best thing so I mean, this series is gonna be good. Unreal. Tampa goes and in, goes into it, wins two games on the road. That's that's dangerous. Cause... And
1: uh, Vasilevsky,
0: Vesma uh, nominee again, potential winner. So Grubauer had a great had a great year. Colorado is also gross. And then I think Flurry had a good year as well. But him and Leonard split time a lot. And so that's my only downside to Flurry. I think he had, he did have a great year. But I think him and Leonard split time, so that's my only downside to him. And Vassi struggled here and there, but 31 wins is nuts in a 56-game season.
1: All right, all right. I hate to play devil's advocate here, okay? But if we're going to knock out a few points, we're playing for the Avalanche, who are a gross team. Oh, I agree. Then you also have to say that Vasilevsky also plays on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I agree. The reigning Stanley Cup champions. You would argue that would be a grosser team to play behind. Oh, I don't know about that.
0: Yes but, but you know I, well but there was guys out left and right I, uh, yeah that's fair and I, a lot of the defensemen were out as well there was a, a hot second where Hedman was out and then there was Donna was out for a hot bit too so there was a lot of guys that were intermittently out but yes I, w- I would agree with you that is a, another fantastic team to play for it's real easy to get wins behind both of those teams.
1: Yeah, but I, I think uh, it's going to be an interesting series, and I think you've taken the two on the road. Uh, they come back to Tampa Bay, and fans in the building, man, I, I
0: love all oh, fans. I love the fans that are back. I think that's the beauty of this series, is that both both places have just an insane number of fans. I think Carolina is up to close to 15,000 right now, and Tampa Bay, just, the mayor, just approved 13,500. While obviously the stadium can hold eighteen thousand sitting and a, a roughly two or three thousand more standing. That's still a lot compared to Winnipeg just got approved for five hundred people. Yeah. Five hundred fully vaccinated frontline health workers. And they're all gonna be like so, slightly
1: spaced out, so they're only yeah. gonna be like, like two or three trying to <laughs> <There's> t- <laughs> trying to build momentum across the building. Yeah, the wave is gonna be like
0: super sporadic. <laughs> it's gonna
1: be more like it's gonna be like not even the wave. We'll call it like popcorn or something like that. Yeah, exactly. as you pop up and spurts across the stadium.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think that's like a, definitely a, a cool part to the uh, Tampa Carolina series is just the sheer atmosphere in there. They don't have to pump in fake noise anymore, and they're getting real fan noise, and it is nuts. So,
1: uh, you are sent me up here with a live segue, so you're about to see me do it here. Uh, speaking of atmosphere in the building, the atmosphere in the Boston and New York Islanders series, both of those ones, oh. have had unreal atmospheres. I mean, I, to be honest, I think one of the big reasons New York's even in this series now is because the atmosphere in their building got to Tristan Jari of the Penguins. He was shook yep. in that last game uh, when they beat the Penguins, and I like man both barns are rocking and i like the islanders a
0: lot i'm i'm buying what the islanders are selling this series is a is was a good one for sure especially one one tied up and they just capitalize on
1: every little mistake you make like you think about the ot winner the islanders just had to tie the series one one it was a play off of the defenseman, the pinching defenseman skate at their own blue line that sent Sezikis in alone. Yeah. They capitalize on every little mistake.
0: Sezikis puts puts the winner home, you know. You're, you're looking at guys in that lineup, you're like, oh, it's going to be Barzell. Barzell
1: has had been pretty quiet.
0: Yeah. Pretty quiet, yep. to be honest. But then you're looking, you're like, okay, maybe it's Anders Lee, maybe it's, you know... There's a couple other guys that you're like, okay, like I could see that. and no, it's now like-
1: it's Paul Mary, Jeju, Pajo, and Casey Cizikas. Yeah, it's
0: like, oh, uh, Casey Cizikas. He's gonna talk. He's gonna talk a breakaway home. For but the that's, that's
1: the Islanders, though. That's how they play.
0: Yep, it's definitely. It's funny. I've been looking. Um, so a lot of the barstool guys are Boston guys. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the barstool guys are well, Frankie Borelli is one of the big barstool guys, and his family is all Islanders fans. They have a big Italian restaurant on Long Island. So they were doing watch parties there. It was pretty funny with some of the videos that they had.
1: Yeah, the Islers fans. I mean, dude, they're they're going nuts. That place is rocking. Like their fans are oh, yeah. are are pretty wild. I mean, and good for good for them. They've got a they've got a fun team, and I'm I'm really buying what they're selling. So we're still early in round one to wrap up the episode. Right, we've got four series left. Who do you think we see in the? I guess the comp. These are the these are the semifinals.
0: Right. I think the Islanders come out of that series. Just like you said, I'm buying what they're selling. They're, they're playing good hockey. So I think the Islanders come out on top on that one. Uh, might take a little bit. It might go the distance. You know, that's a pretty good series going, that they got going on right there. A Little bit biased. a Little bit fact. Tampa comes out of the Tampa Carolina series. They're up 2-0. Won both road games. You're coming home. That's a pretty good start unless you're Toronto. But yeah, <laughs> and then... Colorado comes out of the Vegas series. How do you stop them?
1: I am nervous because my bracket has been just obliterated. So I, I don't know if we can even take any of my predictions. And you are also the reigning prediction uh, king here. So uh, I might have to follow your lead here. I'm definitely... I'm also thinking Tampa comes out of the Carolina series. But I think that goes seven. I think Carolina has enough of a fight in it that, oh. they're, they're, that good, they're that good of a team. I think they push it to seven. All right. I think Islanders get out of there. But it's going to be in, like, six or seven, They in, like, the weird, funky, just New York Islanders type of way how they beat the Penguins type right, deal.
0: Right,
1: I think if they do that, man, oh, my God. I, that might be the farthest they've gone since they were winning cups back in the 80s. Yeah. Um. So that place is going to be going nuts. Uh, the Winnipeg-Montreal series is such a weird, I have no idea <sighs> who, yeah, yeah. who to pick. Part of me is like, I'll go with Chris, and we'll back the Jets. But like, also, like, I just, I don't know if I can get behind the team that knocked out the Oilers. It it hurts, it hurts me. But at the same time, it's Montreal. So I don't know. I'm not gonna give my opinion on the Canadian one. I'm gonna leave that one out. I'm gonna leave that one alone, dude. Colorado looks so dominant. I think you're right.
0: I think Vegas might put up a little bit of a fight. I'll say Colorado and six. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know that Vegas is just gonna roll over. They still have two very good goaltenders. I mean, they have a lot of good players on their team. But Colorado is just filthy. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get a better grasp
1: of the series to see how Flurry does in this coming game. Yeah, that that'll be a big test to see if Flurry can can stop them because if Flurry starts standing on his head and they start getting frustrated, we saw what happened last season with Colorado versus um, the Stars. Yep, um, they were they were getting frustrated by Hudobin and the defending. So. If, you know, Flurry and the Knights can start doing that a little bit, they might have a fighting chance. But we'll see after this game tonight. But with that, I think we're going to wrap up um, episode 39 the only live episode. I mean, this has been fun. Um, like I said, I have I haven't actually been in the same room in any of the podcasts I've done over any iterations of the years in the same room as the other people on the show. So this is nice. It's nice to be in a room with with people. Thank you for letting me use your house.
0: Mikasa Sukasa.
1: I appreciate that, my friend. As always, if you want to follow the Regrats podcast on Twitter, that's going to be at the rig underscore Rats. Um, keep up to date with updates. Like I said, we're down to one episode a week right now, and then we will let you guys know once we go on a little bit of a summer break. But we will be back sometime, so keep up to date on the Twitter with that. That's where the updates will come. As well as follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter as well. And be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. It helps out a great deal. And as always... Let's go Oilers and have a good playoffs everyone.